This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. It's hard to try something new. It's hard to change your habits and behaviors. It can be overwhelming to even think about how you can improve your life, work, career, and relationships let alone for the first time or let alone investing for the first time or wanting to level up your money life. So where do you start? Well, mindset is something that you can address that doesn't cost any money, any additional time, and it's completely customizable to your own situation. We're going to do a two-part series on mindset. This episode, we're going through some practical steps John Pigeon has put together for various parts of our lives. Remember, the power is in taking the time to think about your own life while listening to this and thinking about the mindset things that you can tweak right away. Our show partner is Tao. At Tao, supporting customers and their families through the claims that they have paid is the most important thing that they do. In the 2021 financial year, they paid $2.7 billion in claims to nearly 40,000 customers and their families. And the number one most common reason for an accepted claim last year was mental health conditions, including post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. This is the first time mental health has been the top reason for a claim at Tau, accounting for 18% of all the claims accepted last year. For more information on the detail behind these numbers and the support services Tau provides to help its customers and their families through claim time and recovery, head to the link in the show notes. Now, if you do want to get your family and your life protected, head to sort your money out dot com click get help and i'd be more than happy to introduce you to somebody to assist i'm glenn james you're listening to my millennial money john pigeon my millennial property host along with emily wallace over there good little podcast happening there for people who love property welcome today now We're doing a two-part series on money mindset. This will serve as part one. And in true diversity of thought vibes between the two of us, I've tasked you with putting together a list of your tips in relation to mindset. There was a bit of confusion. (laughs) You didn't read your emails. You can't read. I can read. You can read. I just uh, went off on a tangent. You went off on a tangent, but it worked out good. So, this episode... We're going to go through John's 10 tips and it's interesting, a lot of these are practical tips and it's actually really good that he did kind of misread my email (laughs) and we're going to talk about it. So, do you want to say anything before we start on the whole mindset Mm. two-part episode, Uh, some opening thoughts from the Defence Council? Yes, sure. So, 
The mindset thing, I anyone who listens to the podcast is open to learning. It's fair to say they're they're stepping out of their their own little environment and saying, "Well, I want to learn more. I want to surround myself with people that have got different ideas and thoughts, rightly or wrongly." Um, so they have a level of mindset that is uh, is intrigue and they want to take action in some way, shape or form with their financial wealth. That's fair to say? Yep. So that normally comes with a positive can-do sort of attitude and and when you've got that, I think you're well over halfway there to success, I believe, in anything that you do. Well, it's like... We all also say like when we usually answer questions, the fact that you ask the question, you're ahead of the curve. Yes. Because you're thinking about it. That's right. So I always joke about the, you wouldn't talk about that at a barbecue because you just don't. Like I've got friends that wouldn't tune into the podcast, wouldn't read books about financial wealth, wouldn't, not that they don't care about it, but they're just not that interested in taking action or real action with their financial wealth. So we just don't talk about it. Mm. Um, so surrounding yourself with the right people is key and, and but having a can-do attitude, understanding that obstacles will pop up and occur is all part of the journey. And if you've got that to begin with or you build that over time and that might be reading motivational books, it might be surrounding yourself with positive people, all of that is like um, platform building to the point where no matter what I what I do in my life, I wake up a generally positive person. Mm. That's yeah. what I want to open with. Yeah, and it's a great opening statement. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go through your point and effectively interview you about your points and we'll see if we can get into some trouble along the way. Okay, point one, and again, I love this stuff because it's so practical. You talked about new parents. So the mindset of new parents. Yes. What are you talking about there? Well, being a parent myself, we've seen it come and go. We've got three kids and the first one that came around, the first child, when we were new parents, there was a perception or there maybe the society led us to this, but it needed to be new and shiny and exciting first time around, new change in our life, new baby along the way. So, so let's go out and buy everything, right? Let's get everything set up. And when they arrive, new clothes, um, new shoes that are going to grow out of in the next two weeks, and, but it was all new and shiny, right? Now, we didn't go as to the nth degree like a lot of parents do, but I suppose my tip there is let's start with the essentials mm. and then put a line in the sand that says, well, that's actually enough for now. And as we go, we'll get to learn what we think are essentials and what we think are maybe wants but we don't actually need them in, in our life for, for the child. So in terms of bringing it back to that mindset, you want to start a family because there's lots of people who don't have uh, a family at the moment. Yes. And it's about fostering that mindset of we're just going to keep to some baseline essentials so we don't, I guess, over egg the pudding or whatever the saying is yes. because it's, and that's the whole thing. It's that kind of, does that lead into like a consumerism thing as well? Because Absolutely. we get excited with new stuff in our life, right? Yeah, that's right. And that's what I'm sort of getting at there is if you're not going to have kids, then this is, doesn't apply to you, yeah. but it sort of does because 
something comes along that is new and exciting that we want to take advantage of. Well, you might get an animal. Yeah, correct. That's a good good mm. uh, good comparison. Uh, might be easier to manage than a child. Mm. Who knows? But no. Um, like the essentials in my mind are a car seat, mm. a cot, mm. um, some clothes, some clothes, not a whole full wardrobe of clothes, um, and baby food. That they're the main essentials. Now let's build on that. What else do we want for them? Whether it be boy or girl, and and away we go. Yeah, I, I've always said with that whole mindset of starting a family, you know, pick one premium item, pick one premium luxury. Like, you know, if you're a jogger, sure, buy the $1,000 yes. jogging pram or something like that. Yes. But then get a secondhand bassinet or cot or whatever the lingo language is mm. um, for the creche. Yeah. Or the, do they call it a creche? Uh, well, it's... A bedroom. A bedroom. What do they call it? A kid's bedroom. Yeah. Nursery, thank you. Nursery, yeah. yeah. So on that point and because I've been there and done that, not fully in the trenches as a mother but uh, we do get consumed by what other people have got and that's just not new parents. That's life, isn't it? Mm. So we turn up to, I don't know, family daycare or, or meets in the park or barbecues or whatever it might be and other parents have got this and that, okay, we need to now go and get that. Is it a requirement or is it like is it an essential or is it just a a want that will probably come and go? On that, your second mindset point and tip for teenagers, if we're moving through the, the, the categories, mm. point number two, you talked about teens and we do have teens who listen to My Millennial Money I've seen 15, 16, 17, 18-year-olds in the Facebook group send us in comments, follow us on Instagram. What mindset hacks do you really have for them? Yeah, it's, it's a really important part of your life and it, and it really forms what the next 10 years might look like for you if you start this right. The teens age group is generally a time frame where you'll start your first job. So now we're exchanging our time for money and we're getting money through the door. And again, just like the new parent, it's new and exciting and it's the first time I've had real dollars and that's great. I can, I can have my independence and I might even think about moving out of home or I'll, I'll buy a car and it needs to be the, the best car and whatever else. So again, it's the needs versus the wants. So what do I need in my life based on maybe my time in school or have I got an apprenticeship or uh, what do I enjoy, what are my hobbies in life and and what are my wants that's a list that it's out there but I'm actually going to work hard to create those wants and that might mean doing overtime. It might be putting some savings amounts away for those wants that because in most people's cases as teenagers, there's no huge expenses in their life. There's no mortgage uh, they're paying very minimal tax. So usually what's coming into their life, they get to keep. A little bit of board maybe at home. So there is this disposable cash that can easily uh, go until the next paycheck comes along and nothing to show for it other than those toys that they might create. I think the needs versus wants thing, it doesn't just apply to teens. I'm thinking about my own life here. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, But this is the whole thing like, no one's got it perfect with their own money mindset. Mm. One thing that you might do just to, okay, I've got a, a good example. 
by having some physical or practical guidelines in place around your personal budget or spending, it does need to be coupled with the mindset component. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, if we look at the, I talk about the 1% rule in my life. If you're earning $60,000 per year, you might say 1% of that $600. I'm not spending $600 on something without sleeping on it, without planning it, without... So, it's a bit of a tripwire there. But you have to sometimes use those practical and physical guidelines to help change your actual mindset around things. Mm. So, it's like a guardrail. It's like training a dog. Yeah. Like you use the the dog food like sit, sit, sit. Here you go, good boy. Mm. Sit, sit, sit. There you go, good. Mm. So, you're giving the pellets, right? And then by the end of the training, sit, sit, sit. Good boy. And there's no more cookies to give because they're trained. Yeah. And, you know, I've been going to Bunnings uh, recently because I'm moving out of here and, you know, buying some paint and doing some things. And it is that kind of, I no longer go to the counter with 15 power boards and a 500 pack of batteries and three watering cans that I didn't plan for because I've used those practical things in my life and the guidelines for a lot of years where it's now part of my mindset. Yeah. And and I think as as adults, we're still navigating ourselves through the needs and wants because they're always appearing, aren't they? And there's always the new the the next best thing out there. And and talking about the guardrail, I listened to something the other day that said, Well, imagine you're on a bridge, right? And the, and cars are driving across that bridge. You've got the left hand side, which you can't veer off left, otherwise you'll fall in the water, and the right hand side, which cars coming the other way. So you've got boundaries which enable you to drive safely. The same thing applies with our money, doesn't it? Mm. We we need to set those boundaries, and and I think it's with the needs versus wants. It's a lot of it might be emotional spending, mm. and for teenagers, it might be a lot of peer pressure stuff going on, but it's also the excitement of new money. And I think it's really contentment and and having that mindset to say, well, what do I actually already have in my life and what am I actually happy about and and content with instead of searching for some thing that they think will make them happy for a short period? I think it's important like with these little mindset things along with the practical guardrails that we bounce off both of them throughout our life Mm. with the goal of, because no one's perfect and we all make mistakes, but the problem is we need that guardrail to stop us walking into a car yard, signing up for a new car on 0% finance. We haven't thought about it. We just want it. It's all emotional, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would rather a blowout of $300 at Bunnings than a blowout of a $20,000 loan over four years on an asset that's depreciating. Yeah. So, yeah. by having these discussions and really thinking need versus want, and it could be, I know you're talking about for teens, but bloody hell, I'm thinking about this for me. Like when I go shopping, yeah. I like, I pick it up. Do I need this or do I want it? Yeah, that's right. Well, I put it in teens section if you want to categorize mm. it purely because that's the first time that we're usually 
trading time for money. And yeah. we've actually got that disposable cash there ready to go. And that will form the habits for maybe the next 30, 40 years. And as a teenager, you are coming out of childhood. So if you say 13, the first teen, you know, you're coming out of childhood. Yeah. The problem is, <laughs> I remember when I was in my 20s, I still had some traits of a teenager. So yeah. it's this long thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think it is just, you know, a child will want what they want. Yeah, that's And they right. don't know the, the trade-off with luxuries or... And that's why you get like the little brat thing and the cash yeah. me outside and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, and, it's just fascinating. And my eldest is entering teenage life next month for the first time. Wow. Right? And it was only this morning that he showed me a list of requests for his birthday. Interesting. Right, presents. And I look at all that without comment and, and think to myself... All of those things are going to be superseded by something better in their own space within six months, 12 months, mm. like new pair of runners. Okay, well, there'll be a better pair in six months' time when they new release, right? Um, so, yeah, it's. I think we need to make some small mistakes to understand and we can't be throwing this down someone's throat, but just to give them some maybe key concepts early on. Point three and point four are about singles. Talk to us about point three, about some of these daily habits of learning how to cook. Yeah, so I need to pick this up myself, to be honest, but uh, I think we're running a life that's really easy for us today, mm. or much easier than it was 20 years ago. Someone, we pick up a phone or we, we um, open an app and we order what we want and it arrives on our doorstep in 20 minutes, say. So. It's just too easy for us to use card, pay for that and click of the button that's here on our door. So we need to, again, have our boundaries to say, well, how can I change the narrative on that? Because I do it once and it felt good. Okay, I'm going to do it again. And all my friends are doing it and I need to almost ostracize myself from that environment where, okay, I'm going to mix it up here. I'm going to actually learn how to cook. And I might, you may already learn, know how to cook, fantastic. Let's continue to work on that because no doubt, and, and takeaway food, uh, well, food in the supermarket's expensive enough, but arguably you're going to spend less by cooking than you are uh, constantly having takeaway. Yeah. Or I think, you know, a lot of singles and young professionals, like you can be quote unquote, I'll say this quote unquote, time poor like and I guess someone with kids like yeah that's cute but like you you you're time poor because you don't have the kids so you're not at home you might be working extra hours you're doing uh sports three times a week you're big so like in, particularly in your 20s what I do in my freezer I've always got um just some lean cuisine microwave meals or some um light and easy or something like that mm. because I've realized, you know, with this whole eating at home thing versus going out, it's healthier to eat at home yes. and it's cheaper. Now, I think the lean cuisine meal or the light and easy, well under $10. Mm. On sale, you might get the lean cuisine for $6.50, right? Yeah. So, even last night, I recorded a podcast. We booked in at 6 o'clock. I, I don't usually do after hours ones, but this was an exception. Finished at 7.30, quarter to 8.00. Now, at that time, who can be bothered turning yeah. on the oven, heating some water, stir frying, all that? 
So in those times where it, I'm in a pinch mm. and it's not planned, the interview went over and all that stuff, I had a choice. Do I jump in the car, go down to Macca's and throw something rubbish down? Yeah. Or do I get a lean cuisine and put in the microwave? Mm. It's cheaper and it's healthier. Yeah. Now, similar time frame. And similar time frame. So, I guess you could probably go with the singles learning how to cook, meal plan, cooking bulk, freeze meals. Mm. Yeah. And all it requires is preparation mm. and being organized, doesn't yeah. it? To say, well, okay, you had a podcast last night. You might cook up a meal if you want at lunchtime yeah. instead and just have it there ready and just heat it up when you need to. So that organization as opposed to just on a whim, okay, now I'm hungry, right, app, organize, 20 minutes, I'm eating. I went to a restaurant the other night with some friends and it was an Indian restaurant, local Indian restaurant, and we were there probably two hours. And sure, it was a Sunday night, so... That's there. Yeah. We're the only ones in the restaurant for the whole two hours. Right. But the amount of DoorDash, Uber Eats, yes. menu log drivers coming in. Seriously, guys, if you get into the habit of using those meal delivery services, please don't wonder why you don't have any money left mm. because you know it just costs extra and it's lazy. Yeah. yeah. Sure, do it ad hoc, but I've made a conscious habit not to use those services where possible. Yeah. Because, you know, and we talk about this stuff and this is not groundbreaking conversation, but half the point of the My Millennial Money podcast once or twice a week, come in, listen on topic, get encouraged, think of ways in your own life around these, I guess, uh, thought trigger points for you to think about. Yeah. How can you optimize you're learning, learning how to cook. How can you optimize some meal planning? Because to win with your money, you need to, on balance, spend less than what you earn and invest the rest. Mm. That's simple. Yeah. But we stuff it because what happens is each day turns into weeks, the weeks turns into months, the months turn into years. Own the day, own the week, own the week, own the month. Mm. Yeah, it's and, consistency, isn't it? Yeah. And... If you have a blowout, totally fine. Yeah. Order the Uber Eats when you're in a pinch. That's fine. If you're doing it three nights a week, that's not a healthy financial habit. Yeah. No, that's not a good one at all. So anyway, yeah. we're getting a bit sidetracked. But yeah, look, just on that, like the sinks, the single income, no kids, like they are the most vulnerable at this because they will generally be at a time where they may be saving for their first big ticket item like a home or pu putting some money into shares or contributing more to super. So they're going to have generally the most disposable income because they, they haven't got the, the uh, I suppose, the expenses in their life that people with kids may have or mm. people with mortgages. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, point four on your singles, just talk about the housing. Yeah, so again, this is another needs versus wants thing is is do I want to get ahead financially or do I, I want to be comfortable doing what I'm doing now by making a choice that says, well, it's going to actually cost me more to do that. And that's the conversation we've got to have with ourselves probably almost daily, to be honest, is I can stay at home 
and maybe not rent-free but contribute to the running of the house but definitely cheaper than what it would be to uh, rent a house on my own or share um, share rent or share house with someone. Mm. So we've got to have a balance of, yeah, I want my independence, I want to live life, I want to pay my own bills, I, I want to to break the break the I suppose the chain from mum or dad and have that independence but can I do it by share housing as opposed to living on my own oh, I can't put up with other people I'm just intolerant of other people so I'm going to live on my own and pay $700 a week well the fallout of that is you're saving maybe 30 grand a year less which in turn is a house deposit mm. that's gone by an extra three years. And I think it's just, we've got to really play the cards we've dealt. I mean, you might not be able to free vest and live at home at no cost if your family circumstances doesn't dictate that. No. So there's a, a spectrum of listeners from, um, you know, probably people who are, you know, cashed up and never worked a day in their life listening to this. How are you? Down to uh, government housing, disability, um, can't get a leg up for no fault of their own listening. Also, how are you? Um, or in the middle. Yeah. Maybe just middle type Australia, mum and dad working. You can kind of live at home. They don't really need the money. Also, how are you? So, three kind of checkpoints of uh, listeners and situation for singles. So, yeah. yeah. It's just being aware of like... If you if you got a good income, it doesn't mean you have to spend it all <laughs> on rent. Correct. Yeah. So what's what's in my control? We've got to ask that question. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, if if you choose to have the large car loan, then you own that, right? But don't expect to be able to save a house deposit in the quickest possible time frame if mm. that's the case. And no shade if you're just listening to this for the first time and got a car loan yesterday. Yeah. That's fine. You know, just got to. You know, we all a lot of the time, John. We make the bed we lay in, mm. consciously or not consciously. I like picking on the people who consciously make the bed and lay in it yes. and then start to win. So, Blame. Yeah, like yeah. I'll pick on you all day long. Yeah. If you know getting a car loan for a car you can't afford mm. is not a good financial decision, but because you're a 28-year-old yeah. and you're still acting like a 15-year-old yeah. and you want to do it anyway, well, stuff here. You consciously did that to pander to your own emotional whim and to make yourself feel good and yes. status. I'll pick on you all day long. Correct. But yeah. if you just rocked up and listening to this podcast, there's no shame or no guilt for whatever situation you're in because if you don't know, you don't know, right? No. But yeah. the question is, how can you start to listen and get engaged and slowly move the needle yeah. in your life? That's right. Just building blocks, isn't it? Because I always like to think about, John, I get my telescope, I look at the moon, move the telescope one millimetre, it's probably moved 10,000 kilometres yes, in space. It's a good way to put so it. So that's why we always need to look at our day-to-day and just slightly move the needle. Mm. So move the, the, yeah. Yeah, move the needle. Just call me Gandhi, <laughs> basically. Point five, you want to talk about retirees, what? We're going right to the other end. Yeah, well, mm. there are people who listen to My Millennial Money who are north of 55, who are north of 60. Yes. And... I've got news for everyone. People are living longer. So if you're 60, you're not old anymore. A hundred years ago, a 60-year-old was old. That's right. Yeah. 
you're now in, you're still working, you're still bloody living your life. Mm. You don't turn 65 now and retire and then, you know, off to pasture. No. You turn 65 now, you're entering the lifestyle years. You've got money, you've got good health. You might still be working part-time. We're in a different world, people. We are. And indeed. welcome. I'm your host, Glenn James. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, and maybe retired isn't the word we want to use. It might be a, a, just a change in lifestyle for some. Yeah, because – and, yeah, I guess on my little rant there, I see retiree now of north of 75. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It, that's the reality. Yeah. The needle analogy, it has moved quite a bit, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. So, but any case, I – again, another mindset thing where we've got to tell ourselves a good story. So, if we're – sitting around and we've gone from full-time to part-time or part-time to doing not much and we've worked all of our life and that's really all we've done. If we've had kids, we've, we've spent a lot of time and energy on them and now they've grown up and they've got their own independence. So now we're just sitting here staring at the wall. Uh, there's a better chance that we're going to be spending money as a result of, of having all this spare time. So the tip here is to dedicate yourself to a hobby, something that you may have done when you were younger or something that you've seen someone do that think, you think, oh, that might be interesting for, um, and, and good for me to do, so let's try that out. So just basically filling your time and, sh- and not necessarily scheduling because you don't want to be necessarily that rigid but just um, having some satisfaction and accomplishment in your life as well as taking your mind off going out to the shops. We'll take a quick break and we be back. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Each Tuesday show, we like to bring in you, the members of the Facebook group, because we ask you questions and we kind of look at the most responses, the most little likes and all that stuff. What is your biggest fear when it comes to money? So, Lexi Sheridan says that it becomes the sole focus and I forget to live. That's such a mindset thing, isn't it? Mm. Like, if we tie it into like this Case mindset stuff, like, you know, it's that thing... 
do you live to work yeah. or do you work to live? Mm. Yeah, and and yeah, I'll expand on that later. Yeah, but, sure. Mm. Um, Anna Louise, buying from a hotel minibar will bankrupt my family and send me into homelessness. The same applies if I choose to use the air conditioner in my home. I am 30. So that's a big fear there. Keep your mitts off the minibar. Yes. And the air conditioner, look, the cost of electricity is rising. It really is. Neil Alexander, not exactly money related, but sometimes I can't sleep at night because I'm worried that Glenn James has bought a dog and forgotten to feed. <laughs> Neil is a regular pest in the Facebook group and has been on the podcast. He's a little Lego man. Um, if you don't know, I, I had this recurring dream last year, like literally <laughs> once a month, where I would wake up in a panic that I forgot to feed my dog, but I don't have a dog. <laughs> Oh, man, I had a dream last night. Actually, I woke up weirdly last night and because I've got a Google Home with a little screen next to my bed, I woke up and for some reason, oh, maybe I fell asleep with my light still on. I've got an LED strip above my window and because that's just a nicer light than the down lights. And anyway, I woke up and the lights are on and I'm grabbing the Google and I didn't want to say the, hey, Google, (laughs) because... I thought if I talk to Google, it will open next door's garage. <laughs> so I'm like trying to turn the light off. Oh, it was just, it was weird. Oh, but I found these results. Uh, stop. Sorry, it triggered my uh, system. And sorry if I just triggered everyone's. Um... So anyway, um, Yvette Goodingham, her biggest fear when it comes to money that we aren't saving enough, investing enough, paying off our mortgage fast enough to be comfortable in retirement and provide for our children. Yeah, that's a real thing. You know, things aren't getting cheaper. Like I was thinking the other day, John, when we probably need to just read these and move on, but they're good talking points. (laughs) Fuel prices have increased $20 a week, right? Example, just making up a number. Yep, which they have. You might be renting at the moment and your um, estate manager sends you an email, rents are going up $50 a week. Overnight, you've got a $70 a week increase. That's not even talking about groceries. That's not talking about kids' sports. That's not talking about all that stuff. Instantly, overnight, you could have $100, $70 extra in your life and wages aren't keeping up. This is a big problem. Anyway, <laughs> just Where just wanted to say, that? I don't, yeah, well, you just wanted just, to raise just, that. Just saying, it's a well, big it problem. Yeah, absolutely. And and control the controllables. Um, Paige Tanner says that we're not getting into a housing market early enough. We've tried for the last two years and kept getting priced out. And with the new regulations in NZ, we no longer qualify, so we have to start again. We decide to give up and save for travel for a couple of years, and then try again when we're older. Always wonder if we'll regret, regret this, but we're only getting we're only young, so hopefully the memories will make it worth it. It's just so hard in NZ at the moment. Yeah, it's hard everywhere. And this is, goes back to we need to always keep our personal budgets agile, lean, mm. no payments hanging off, really triage those needs versus wants. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't have to be forever, but we have to um, to do that. There's a couple here and we'll just finish up with this. Uh, Rebecca Raisin said she's 
her biggest fear about money is that I started learning about investing too late and I won't have enough for retirement. It's my number one goal now. Just got your book today. Oh, thanks, Rebecca. <laughs> it's funny. We uh, we literally read these on the spot because Rachel, our wonderful producer, um, sends us these. And then Kelsey Burrow says that I'll live with too little or die with too much. And this is why it's a balance. Life is about balance. One eye on today, one eye on the future. You got to give some, save some, spend some, mm. have balance, enjoy what you've worked so hard for because you need recreation. That's recreation. That's you need right. to reset, enjoy life. You've worked hard, enjoy it. Yes. But also look at the future. What's the you of tomorrow going to thank you for today? All right, Nath, bump out of here. Point six, part-time and shift workers. What are you getting about there, Johnson? Well, the working environment for a lot of people has changed a lot in the last few years where people can work from home. They might be working different shifts. They, like nurses, for example, have always worked shifts as far as I, uh, long as I know. But there's a lot of, um, I suppose, not unusual, but different hours that are getting worked at the minute. So, uh Job flexibility means that you might, the boss might say, well, come in at seven and leave at two if you want, uh, just as long as you get your work done. So for the part-time shift or part-time or shift workers out there, I think consider your schedule. And if you've got a real goal, a money goal that you want to hit, then think about what you can be doing outside of those hours and be smart with the work that you're doing. So an example of that might be, and, and this might not be practical for your line of work, but you might say to yourself, well, okay, I can get the work, as long as I do the hours, I can do them whenever I want, right? Now, that's not practical if you're a shearer in the middle of um, country Victoria, but in any case, you have to get your 40 hours done or 30 hours done. Can you do them in three long days versus five shorter days? Right, that might be one example, meaning that you don't have to commute for those two days, or you don't have to. Uh, there's some cost save as a result of staying at work longer and being more efficient potentially with your uh, movements. Can you create extra income outside of those scheduled hours that you're working? Yeah, and then I know a local fiery. They might do five on, five off, four on, four off. Yes, they'll run two careers, and that's where that my thought process came from mm. was the fiery. Yeah. Uh, everyone's jealous of the fiery because they they start their own businesses while they're working. So a friend of mine, Eric, uh, Eric Lambert in Columbus, Ohio, if you still listen to my podcast, this is a tripwire to see if you message me. Yes. You probably don't, but he might because he doesn't really work, he tells me. He's a fiery at an airport, <laughs> a military airport. Wow. Uh, just out of... Um, Columbus and many call that <laughs> he says I go to work to get a break from my family <laughs> and he goes in the uh, so he goes to work and they've just got to be on site right mm. like it's just weird so a lot of the fireys there they'll just study while they're there play yeah. playstation yeah. do a bit of a side hustle thing so yeah it's just um mm. yes and you may not be that way inclined but mm. again if you're listening to this you, you probably are yeah. So what can you be doing in those hours and in what not necessarily downtime but uh, free mental space time? Point seven, you've mentioned here um, newlyweds. Yeah. You 
conservative, heteronormative, bloody, what if they don't want to get married, John, and just be de facto and shack up? All right, so let's change the heading, shall we? Yes. People that are going to commit to each other for the rest of their life. Or for the next 10 minutes. Correct. Because 50% of people get divorced or separated. Oh, why are you so <laughs> negative about life? <laughs> Should All right. we cut that out or leave it in? Nah, look, it's... um. It's reality. <laughs> no. Um, look, for these lovely people that are, that are committing to each other, my, my biggest money tip, and it is a massive mindset mm. thing, this one, because you may have lived your first 25 years, what's mine's mine and, and what's everyone else's is also mine, right? <laughs> now, we're coming together and now all of a sudden we're, we're sharing the couch, the TV, the bed, the the kitchen, and dare I say it, the bank balances. And the bedroom. So I think we we need to have a sit down and say let's talk about money early, mm. right, real early, and just say, look, we've got to be on the same page here. What's your beliefs about money, right or wrongly? What are your thoughts so that we end up on the, on the same page? And that might mean sharing, well, it should, I think, personally mean sharing bank balances or creating one account and then we're in it for the long haul together. Mm. I think the key there is that communication thing and having a system that we both agree on. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's as simple as that because every person you talk to has a different view about money from their own experiences growing up mm. or from a previous life experience. Yeah. Now, you may have come out of an existing relationship or an existing marriage and you're going into a new money relationship and a new marriage or a new de facto thing or a new relationship, whatever you want to say or call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and this is why in about 12 years we'll get cancelled for talking about this <laughs> Because everything's so like, yeah. You know. But like, I, I but, think we the, need the, to leave that at the door. Yeah, that's right. But the thing is, sure, you need to leave it at the door. That's what the textbook says. But the problem is, we live in reality, mm. and my emotional scars of yesteryear and yesterday will still carry Correct. a fair while. So that's why we're saying talk about them. Talk about them. Mm. If you have come out of an abusive relationship, a financial abuse relationship, there ain't nothing more real than that. No. So there might need to be a clear guardrail, be like, hey, babe, I've come out of this relationship. I am gun shy. Just saying I was abused financially. Yes. It really helps me. I need $7,000, $10,000 in my own emergency fund over here. Yep. It's in my account. That's a non-starter if that's going to change. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. No, and, and, and the other counterparty needs to understand that because that's real and that's reality for that person. Yeah, correct. And we didn't read one of the biggest fears out in the break, but um, Maddie Hooper said, jokingly or not, that my future husband would want half in a divorce, mm. right? So if we're thinking like that, that's a concern. So we <laughs> I didn't actually want to read that because I didn't know if it was joke or if it was serious. Yeah, well, I've sort of covered both to say yeah. it may or may not yeah. be, but... Um, we, we, we jokingly spoke about divorce and mm. it is a reality, but we don't want to go in thinking that we're going to fail. So we need to have the conversation around, well, yeah, let's, where, where are we going with our wealth creation? How are we going with our spending? How much of an emergency fund do we want? 
Uh, how do we want to run our, our, our spending? We don't want to feel as though we're, we're always accountable to the other, but we sort of are. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Point eight, what are you talking about here, John? Commuters and frequent travellers. Yeah, so a lot of the listeners may be travelling a lot mm. for work, uh, work-related travel or just commuting to the city. So they might be coming from the Central Coast to Sydney or they might be coming from Geelong to Melbourne or from the Gold Coast to Brisbane or wherever it may be. I want be. an Adelaide example from the hills. From the Barossa Valley to, to Adelaide each day. I want a Perth example. Uh, from the Margaret Rip, no, maybe Bustleton maybe. Joondaloop. Maybe bit, yeah, maybe Joondaloop. Joondaloop. Um, I want a Darwin one. Alice Springs. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you might fly in. You could fly. Well, it's still commuting. It's traveling. Um, if you're driving from Burnie to Hover. <laughs> right. Yes. So, any case, you're traveling. And what does that mean? Well, for me, and, and again, I need to have my um, barriers up, otherwise it gets nasty. Mm. Like, I'll I'll eat takeout, I'll buy at the airport, I'll I'll my habits will be terrible. He'll only listen to Triple M or Powderfinger, like in his car, all that crap. <laughs> That's why you never drive with me. Um, but I think, again, can we can we be smart about our spending there when we're commuting? Mm. Uh, can we share commute? Can we travel less by – can we ride our bike, mm. right? If we're not <laughs> – Bernie to, uh, to Hobart's probably a bit far to ride our yeah, bike. Yeah, might not be a, a starter. But you wouldn't even commute that anyway by car, would you, in a day? Tassie's not that big. Okay. But no, probably Hang not. Hang on. Hey, Google, how long does it take to get from Bernie to Hobart by a car? It takes three hours and 50 minutes to drive from Bernie to Hobart. Three hours and 50 minutes. 50, yeah, yeah, that's not happening. That's um, it's going in reverse. Mm. Anyway, um. Yeah, can we get our work done quicker, meaning that we save on a day's travel, a day's petrol? Um, yeah, so w- looking cr- critically at our situation and say how can we uh, get better at this? I alluded it um, to what I thought you were going to talk about in this point about travel and commuting, Yeah, about maximising that time. So what I was getting at is... Oh, like on the train or something? Yeah, or driving where I I had a dig at you that all you'd want to do is listen to Powderfinger Mm. where it's like, well, can you invest into an audio book? Yes. Can you... And what I kind of did as well, you've got to kind of play to your moods. Yes. When I used to commute to the city once a week, um, once a day, on the way down, it might be... I might be in the mood. I just wanted at least one of the directions Mm. to be input. Yes. Because you had a hard day at work. Oh, I can't be bothered to listening to how to win friends and influence people or how to get out. Like, sure, relax. you might want to relax. And that's why we did this podcast as a bit of an infotainment. Yeah. So it was light. And there's people out there, they think this is the worst podcast in the world. They're probably right. <laughs> um, we're just here to encourage you to set out a time that you can yeah. just learn and be encouraged. Yeah, totally. And and you're right, the, the downtime... There's a lot of downtime in our 168 mm. hours of the of the, but, of the week. Uh, Kate McCallum, when she was on the book uh, on the podcast, she's got a book with Julian Newbold called "The Joy of Money." I don't know if it was in the book, but I remember what she said when we had her on the podcast. She talks about layering. So if you've got to go to work, and it might be a 20 minute walk, 
So you might, instead of just jumping on the bus or the tram, and this is, you know, it will be case specific, but look at the concepts. You walk, you listen to something and you get to work. So you've done three things. You've got to work, you've learned, you've exercised, you've had less carbon emissions and all that stuff. So how can you layer things? That really stuck out to me. Yeah, and and not saying she's wrong by any means, but we need to be efficient at the same time. But she's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We need to be efficient and prioritise what we want to get out of that, don't we? Yeah, oh, totally. Like commuting but sitting on a train, you're mm. going to get there, aren't you? Yeah. Unless the train crashes, right? Yeah. So you can go and get some education. A lot mm. of people listen to the podcast commuting, which is awesome. Mm. We're, we're grateful for that. Uh, but what else can we be doing as well? So, yeah, that's a bit of a sidekick to the whole travel. Yep. All right. Second last point. Oh, here we go. John's going to talk about women. My favourite topic. So be careful who your teachers are, women. Mm. Mm. And this could be applied to men, but I think there's a lot of people out there who may take advantage of the fact that they are female, mm. wrongly, of course. Uh, so my mindset around that or my biggest tip for that to you listening is question everything. Yeah. Yeah, and not just take it as gospel and ask questions and question who's telling you that information and, and question where they got it from and always have a, a bit of, uh, what would you call it? Um, Healthy level of scepticism. Very good. Mm. Yeah. So that that's my, my tip for that. I think there's a lot of people that get taken advantage of in life mm. and this is not around money. Mm. It could be any particular, in the workplace, whatever. So we need to be confident and... And question. Mm. Point 10. This is for the men. Oh, look out. But again, we could uh, cross over here. Mm. But the men might like to buy toys and and straight away. No one in the room that comes to mind. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I may. <laughs> so we want to delay the pleasure. So... We, we don't want to accumulate more liabilities than we've got assets and we don't want to accumulate uh, assets that are going down in value or yeah. too many of them anyway when our liabilities are high. So delay the pre- pleasure. So I think you mentioned earlier on uh, the six hundred, the 1%, the $600. Yeah. Wait 24 hours. Yeah. Right, perfect. We've delayed it by one day. But do we actually need that now or can it be a five-year or a 10-year goal? Yeah, but that's the general guide. The bigger the uh, financial decision, the more time you need to separate with that. Yes. Like I don't yeah. need to work out now, oh, do I want to go get a coffee for $5 or not? Let yeah. me think about it for eight weeks. No, just bloody do it or don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this may be generalizing a lot here and, and apologies if I've offended anyone, but you probably have. us males tend to be a little bit more on the let's do it now and worry about it later type um, spectrum. Yeah, I can only speak from being a male, um, but like everything, every, everything in life's a spectrum. Mm. It, it is. Like it actually doesn't matter what, you know, gender you are, what, bloody, I don't know, financial situation you are, yeah. what, 
insert your thing here, every corner of the life box, there's a spectrum. Mm. And what we get at is life, money, goals, everything in between. It's not black and white. It's gray and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. No. No, that's right, Gandhi. Now, when we look at... Uh, it's actually pronounced Gandhi. Oh, Gandhi. I don't know. So, in in rounding all that out, some of it may not have applied to you. Probably um, not. But oh, are you talking about you as in them? <laughs> as, in, as in listeners. <laughs> uh, but some of it will yeah. at some stage in the future. But I think the, the key part I wanted to get across was understand who you are and what your personality is and what you need to set in your life to be able to create those boundaries to be able to take some action in the financial space. Um, And I always liken it to health, same thing. It's just pure consistency. Mm. It's not one big workout that's going to get you fit. It's not one healthy week of eating that's going to make you healthy and and not get heart disease. It's consistency over... A day, a week, a month, a year. Well, as James Clear says, um, who's basically, you know, our North Star with everything, um, your results today in any area of your life, this is paraphrased, is a lagged indicator of your choices of yesterday. Mm. Yeah, it's very good, James. Yes, it is. It's a very successful book. Very good, James. I wish I could have a book as successful as yours. (laughs) It's on its way. But I'm not really an author, so there's that. (laughs) No, you're having a go though. And, I, I am, and, John. And again, like I said at the start, positive mindset, can-do attitude. Uh, we know we're going to get obstacles occurring along the way, go around them, under under them, over them, but just continue to work forward with that positive mindset and uh, we will win majority of the time. And what I haven't done, I haven't given away a copy of the book Sort Your Money Out and Get Me Vested for a while. So I'm going back to our biggest fear when it comes to money question. Um Yvette Goodingham, she said that we aren't saving enough, investing enough, paying off our mortgage enough to be comfortable with our retirement and provide for our kids. Yvette, if you are hearing this, email the team with proof that you are who you are. Team at sortyourmoneyout.com. Tell them you're on episode Money and Mindset Part 1 or something like that and I'll post you a book as my gift. Very generous. See you, John. See ya. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.